Hey guys, it's Mackenzie. I um, have said this once, I'm going to say it again. I am a teacher, not a podcaster. And this episode will prove that to be true a little bit more than the rest, I'm sure. So Christina's story needed to be heard. And the first time we recorded, the sound didn't work. So I had to do it again. And she graciously sat down and shared her story twice. So this episode, um, we recorded at her house in her living room with her dogs, and they were just having way too much fun. So you'll hear some dogs barking and all the things we couldn't get them to settle, and they wanted to participate. You'll also hear squeaky toys, so if your dog is triggered by the squeak, I'm so sorry. Put in your AirPods. But I hope you enjoy just sitting around, hanging out with Christina and I, and listening to her very interesting divorce story. Um, it's with sad news that I have to come and tell you that Christina recorded a podcast with me and it failed miserably. <laughs> the sound was terrible. And so she has graciously allowed me to record her again. (laughs) Um, And so I'm really, really sorry, but I want her story to be shared because it's such a good story. Um, And I want you to be able to hear it clearly. (laughs) And so it's been a long day. We have worked all day long and it's about 930 at night. So this should be fun. (laughs) All right. So Christina and I met, um, we worked together a few years ago, and then she moved on to the middle school. Mm, Interesting. And so how long have you been a teacher? So this is year 14, which is crazy to say out loud. Uh, Definitely (laughs) the past three years have been the most, I don't want to say entertaining, but entertaining at times and crazy and wild um, of the fourteen. But is that because you were at the middle school? Um, I mean, yes, at the middle school pandemic, um, got divorced, bought a house, bought a car, like basically just got a dog, got a dog, dog. yeah, yes, your dog's sister, um, all of the things. But no, I've been at the middle school, this is my fifth year at the middle school. Um, I've taught seventh grade, eighth grade, I'm actually going to be teaching technology and engineering next year, which is like a connections. So I am super excited about that. I love science. I love all of that. I've taught bio. I've taught physics. And this is kind of a combination of all of those. And I get to take all the different branches of engineering. So like the engineering you think of with like, you know, aerospace and like building bridges, but also biomedical engineering and civil engineering and all that stuff. And I get to go into all those branches with the kids and teach engineering design. And we get to build things and make things and test things and there will be rockets and cars and it'll be great. That I'm sounds like a excited. disaster. Like but, I get to go to work and play. Yeah. Every day. That's fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a disaster. Um, middle oh, schoolers and power tools. Uh, right. Um, that's, I'm thinking that sounds unsafe. I mean, but honestly in the past year I've learned all of the things with the power tools. Um, bought a yeah. House, <laughs> remodeled the kitchen, remodeled right. the bathrooms. Taught so you're like plumbing. an expert. Um, okay, so let's let's back up. Yes. Because that gets us to that part. So you had to buy a new house because yes. you... Because I got divorced. In Congratulations. Middle... Thank you. Thank you. Um, honestly, that is like going through that whole process and like I have to call and you know, my credit card and everything. And I'm like, hey, my name changed. And they're like, oh, did you get married? And I said, no, I got divorced. <laughs> and you would just hear like radio silence. And I was like, no, you can also, you can also tell me congratulations. And they were like, oh, like I still remember I called, it was my um, Capital One card. And I was like, hey, I need to change my last name. And they were like, oh my gosh, congratulations. Did you get married? <laughs> and I think I shocked this. I'm envisioning like just, their voice, they sounded so young. Like, I know toddlers don't work for credit card companies, but, like, that's what I envision. And just this, like, precious little child. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I got divorced. And you just hear, ha, ah, ah, <laughs> Awkward. Ah. Awkward. And I was like, no, it's okay. You can still tell me congratulations. Um, but, yeah, I think I just, that poor, poor human. Like, I envisioned it was, like, their first day. I don't know. 
but <laughs> they were right. very just like I'm, that lady's crazy. There's my dog and, in the um, background. Oh yeah. So <laughs> oops. Sorry. <laughs> there will be dogs. We have guests. There are always um, dogs. Yes. Um, all right. So you were married for how long? Um, I was married, it would have been ten years. Um, we were together for fourteen. Like we started dating when I was nineteen years old. Um, we you were a baby. I was a baby. I, I didn't know. I that. was a toddler. Like the toddler. You were baby. the toddler married. Okay. Yes. Um so yeah, I was a child, basically. Um I had like I was in college, I was dealing with super traumatic things in my own life. Um and very much looking back, he took advantage of that and took mm-hmm. advantage of that vulnerability. He was six years older than me. Um, he, it was very much like my life was very unstable and he was that source of stability, which is hysterical because the reason we got, the main reason we got divorced was because he had multiple affairs. So like my source of stability was in fact not stable. But you didn't um, know. I had no idea. He worked. Yeah. He traveled for work. He constantly was, he was deployed. He was, he's not military, but his, he worked with the government. So they referred to it as deployments. Um, but he would spend months at a time at these places and he constantly traveled for work. I just thought that was what he did. That was <laughs> like growing up, my dad right traveled for business. Right. Um, my parents just celebrated their 38th wedding anniversary. Like that is my, like their marriage was my goal marriage. Right. And like, and I realized, you know, they are human and they have times that were challenging, but like that was what I wanted. And then the marriage that I had was so far from that. But at the same time, like I was raised Catholic and you didn't get married, like, or you didn't get divorced. Sorry. Y'all got married. Um, but you didn't get divorced. You would make it work and like I was for so long I was in this marriage that was just so unhappy where I like I was never a priority I was like I wasn't even like a second like back burner I was like I wouldn't even have a stove Mm -hmm. like I was the last thing I can't tell you I, I honestly can't tell you in the 14 years we were together the last time he remembered or we celebrated my birthday or an anniversary like we didn't even do anything for our first anniversary. Like, our first wedding anniversary, we... I had this whole big thing planned, and then he had to go to work. Yeah. And yeah, that's how it always was. It was always... Mm-hmm. I would plan things, and at the last minute, something would come up, or we'd supposed to be doing something with my family, and he'd have to go to work. Like, my big extended family always gets together at Christmas, and it's in North Carolina. And every year, it would be, like, packed up, ready to go... And he'd be like, oh, I have to work. Or, oh, I don't feel good. Or, oh, like, I truly don't think my extended family had seen him in probably six or seven years. And there was always a reason. And there was always an excuse. Mm -hmm. And I bought into it for so long. And I'm like, he didn't want to be around me. He didn't want to be around my family. And, like, I don't know if that was, like, if he just didn't want to be around them. Or if. There were times where it was, he didn't, he wanted me to leave. So there were the affairs and Mm -hmm. all the other things. Like, I have no idea. Um, But as your friend, like I had in coworker, I mean, we weren't super close, but I had no idea. You were like Missy Susie homemaker. You baked, you did all the like fun things. I had no idea, not a clue that anything was wrong until... I showed up at your house one day, and you were like, want to help me pack? And I was like, uh, (laughs) can you tell me more about this? (laughs) Please elaborate. Um, But no, it's, you know, it's like when the kids come in, there's like, there was a possum in my bathroom, which, true story, one of my students told me that, that is a story for another time. But, like, literally, yeah. No, and you're just like, what? But, no, I didn't, I never said anything, because it was one of those things, like, no one wants to be the person that says, hey, my marriage is crap. Like, my marriage is falling apart. My husband won't look at me. He won't, like, we didn't sleep in the same room for probably three years. It started when he had back surgery. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't sleep in the same bed with someone after spinal surgery. That is a normal thing. I, again, with the toddler, I move like a toddler, apparently. Like, (laughs) who knows? But then he just never 
came back. And I was like, oh, well, maybe we need a new mattress. Maybe we need a new bed. Maybe I would offer all these things. And it was always like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Like, towards the end of our marriage, he was literally referring to the master bedroom as my room, like mine, and the guest bedroom as his room. Like, so what was the straw that, like, you were like, I'm done. I got to um, leave this. We, so January of last year, I, like I said, we hadn't slept in the same bedroom. We barely taught, like, it was like I wasn't there. It was like I was a roommate and, like, not a roommate that you were, like, friends and you were, like, mm-hmm. hey, let's move in together. It was, like, Craigslist roommate. Sorry, Sadie found a toy. Um, but like Craigslist roommate where it's like, Hey, um, I have a room for rent. Right. Like like that was the, and I finally just looked at him and I was like, what? Like, you won't talk to me. You won't look at me. You won't hold my hand. Like, and he looked me dead in the eyes and said, I'm not attracted to you anymore. And right. Tucker, right. (laughs) Look, Tucker knows. um, Peanut gallery. But looked me in the eyes and said, I'm not, I know he was a terrible person. Sorry, the dogs apparently sore subject. Um, gosh, they're so loud. But like that was where I was like, I'm not going to be in a marriage with someone who truly does not want to be with me. Right. Who like clearly, and like attraction is not just physical. It's so much more than that. And for him to look at me and say like, I'm not attracted to who you are as a person. I'm not attracted. Will you steal that toy from her? Um. <laughs> To, no. like, anything about you. And, like, I didn't hesitate. I didn't, I literally, like, that for me was, like, I'm done. And I just looked at him and I said, I want a divorce. Like, I didn't. And he, his response just justified that. Like, he just went. I'm telling you, it's late. It's late. <laughs> There. I don't know if this is going to be better than the other. <laughs> okay, so um, this is take 27. Christina, um, this is my favorite story of yours. Probably not my favorite, whatever. But um, you, I tell my kids this story all the time. Oh, Lord. My students, not my children. But I said, um, Christina came to my house with her cute puppy <laughs> um one summer I was like this is a dog you should get a dog and she was like they have one left and I was like oh no and then I got a dog and <laughs> so I have Stella who is podcast trained she sits quietly <laughs> I have and Katie, who is Stella's <laughs> sister who is a royal menace are you a monster yes yes yeah. Um, they're both very smart. And so it's been fun <laughs> to like watch them. They are smart. She ate soap yesterday. Well, I know. Stella ate soap. Yeah. So did Stella. So, um, yeah. so they're, they're smart in their own ways. Um, <laughs> but you got Sadie really because you were going to train her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to be a therapy dog for my ex, which uh-huh. saying it now is a funny joke because. But she, she couldn't be nobody's therapy. No, dog. she's the worst therapy dog ever. Yeah. Um, but she was my therapy during mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was so, like really a good blessing that you got. Yes, her right. When she spilled molasses all over herself, she's just an interesting character. Yeah, I was. That that's I think my favorite story is I texted you a picture of this dog. When a haircut that looked like she'd lost, like, a fight with a pair of clippers. And you're like, what did you do? I'm like, well, I tried to give her a haircut because she dumped a bottle of molasses on herself. And I couldn't wash it out. Um, yeah, I could literally do an entire podcast. Like, it's just a separate podcast. Mm-hmm. Just called Things mm-hmm. That He Does. And it would be great. Yeah, we call it Life with Stella. <laughs> the Ashes Life with Stella. Yeah. The stuff she does. Um but Sadie was definitely smaller than Stella, and so she looked like... Right, she had, and now she's a giraffe. I know. Um, she's just so thin, and she didn't have any hair, and it was terrible. It was so bad. It was so, she looked like a deer. <laughs> yes, she did. So, um, she did not make 
into being a therapy dog for your ex. No. Um, <laughs> no. She... We won't ask what the first clue of that was because <laughs> it may have been the molasses. Um, it's definitely before the molasses. <laughs> and so you, like, you had these red flags. He said he's not attracted to you. Yeah. And then... Um, so, like I said, I want a divorce. He didn't even bite me. It was like if you said... Or if I said, like, you want Chick-fil-A for dinner? And you were like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no fight, which I think hurt even more. Like, yeah. And at this point, I did not know about the affairs. So, like, the affairs... Right, and, you started this divorce process, and, like, all of this stuff came out. Yes. So, like, I started the divorce process because I had just been in this marriage where it was basically, in his own words, it was easier to be married to me than to get a divorce. Like... And now you know why he you know, said that. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, talk about, you know, romance right there. Number one. Like, it's just easier to be married to you. Like, cool. Thanks. Um, okay, so, so div- not divorce. Affairs came out. So, back in January. So, like, got Monster Dog May of pandemic. So, mm-hmm. like, quarantine teaching, get this dog, um... All through this, like, for years, my ex had had health problems. Like, we were in and out of the hospital. Like, literally put my life on hold. Like, I don't have kids because of what he said was health issues. Turns out, um, just, you know, didn't want to be with me. Cool. Um, but, so, like, going through all of this, get this dog. Finally, I guess, and it, honestly, I think it was the fact that we were stuck inside together mm-hmm. for eight months. Because couldn't, he couldn't leave. No, he, couldn't he couldn't go on a trip, he was, right? You know, compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, we were quarantined March, April, May, June, July, August. Finally, I go back to work in person. So during all of this, we're teaching in person and hybrid to children. Um, so, like, all this is going on, and I'm still, like, having to do a job and teach children in a pandemic. Yeah. And try to teach them while they're being quarantined and while we're being quarantined and... You didn't know if we were going to be in person or go out again or what the new regulations were. So, like, all of that is happening while I'm basically deciding and realizing that the ten, almost 10 years of my life that I was in a marriage were to someone who didn't want to be with me. So, like, that happens in January. So, halfway through the teaching during the pandemic school year, um, I say I want a divorce. He says, okay, um, no fight, which again was so incredibly hurtful because it was like mm-hmm. 10 years of marriage, 14 years together, and I wasn't worth a no, I want to be with you. Like, his only reasoning was it's easier not to be divorced. Like, no, that's not what we're looking for. Um, so then we started talking through things, and like, I did all of my research. Like, you know how I am. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go into something and, like, fig- I mean, sometimes I'll figure it out on the fly, but not this. It was like, I did my research. I had a lawyer. I knew all of the things. Um, and so we started doing, like, the um, division of assets and everything else. Dividing up our home was so easy because, again, we had lived separate lives for so long. There was not a single thing that we argued over. Well, Nothing. right. And he told you just to get rid of it. Well, he just left. Yeah. So on, which is how I found out about the affairs. Um, so this is January. By March, we had the house on the market. I was in the process of buying a new house. He just leaves. Just like leaves. Didn't pack up anything. Just left. Mm-hmm. Um, I then... Start packing things up. As I'm packing up his office, I find the stuff about the affairs. I also, because, you know, I was, we were selling our house. We bought the house as a foreclosure in a buyer's market. We were selling it in a seller's market. So we made, we had a huge amount of equity just in the home. We made a huge profit just because of what we paid for on the house. So he says to me, well, you should probably just move in with your parents. Um, the idea of me being on my own and being successful without him was, in his mind, something that couldn't happen. 
And that was how our whole marriage was. Mm -hmm. Our whole marriage was him telling me, it's a good thing that you're with me. It's a good thing I have a good job. Like he very much did not value what I did. He did not value, he doesn't value teachers. He would constantly make comments like, oh, well, your job's not that hard. Oh, well, you get summers off. Oh, well, like I would try to talk about work and he would always have to one-up that. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what we were doing. It didn't matter if I had to work a 12-hour day because we worked and then we had parent conferences and then we had whatever. It, It was always, oh, well, you know, I have to travel. Oh, well, I have to hold all these contracts. Oh, well, I have to do this. And I explained it to him once. I said, do you know, I said, I need you to understand that when I go to work, from the moment I walk into the door, I'm walking into my most important meeting of the day, and that meeting lasts the entire day. The entire day is right. my most important meeting of the day. And then when that meeting is done, it's the end of the day, except I can't leave because I now have to prepare for the next day because as soon as I get to work, it's my most important meeting of the day. And that was the only way that he kind of started to understand it was for me to put it into like business terms, and even then, it was still like... He would constantly make comments about how much more he made than me or how much harder he worked than me or how Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have all these things or I couldn't afford my lifestyle, which I don't know what that lifestyle was um, other than he would have affairs and cheat on me and I didn't know about them. So he would just feel bad and he would just buy me things. He would buy you things. Yeah. I mean, like you had this nice car. Everything was like nice brand designer, which Mm -hmm. is not who I am. Like, I'm literally sitting here in a pair of leggings and my cross-country hoodie from yeah. five years ago. Like, I don't wear jewelry. I don't, like, I want a car that works. I want a car that, you know, doesn't look like I might be stranded on the side of the road. But, like, I don't, I'm not a name brand person. And he would constantly, he was. He was a keeping up with the Joneses. And we had to have the next and the best. Mm-hmm. And, the like, I had to have, like, the nicest, newest Apple Watch. And when a new one came out, he'd buy me a new one. And I'm like, I don't want that. Um, or like, I would have all these coach handbags. I don't even carry a purse. And I had a closet full of designer handbags right. and like jewelry and all of these things that he would want me to wear because I was his trophy. Right. But then he would also make comments to me about how I wasn't the size that I needed to be. And I was... And I'm like, you don't even go to these fancy things at your work because you don't like people. Um, <laughs> Sadie's found another squeaky. I thing. know. Um, but so... yeah, so he would throw basically money at me, and I got very off topic there. But basically, he said, "Well, you are, I guess, going to have to live with your parents." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, I am a 33 year old woman who has equity in a home. I'm going to buy a house." Right. Um. And he tried every which way to convince me that that wasn't a good idea. Well, it turns out the reason it wasn't a good idea is because I go to buy a house because I have equity in the home. And I, I'm, I'm trying to get qualified for mortgage and I run my credit. He has taken out over $250,000 of loans in my name that I never knew about, I never signed for. Not there were some joint loans, but there were loans individual loans with lending companies, student loans that did not pay for my education that he admitted to me later, like a couple months ago, did not pay for my education. Like all of that were in my name. I had to go all, I had to redo the entire divorce agreement because none of that was known at the time the initial agreement was drafted. Had I listened to him and said, you're right I can't afford a house. Right. And we had signed the divorce agreement the way that it was. All of that debt would still be in my name. Because when you get divorced, you have to list everything explicitly. Mm -hmm. And if you don't list it explicitly and list who is responsible for it, when they're responsible to pay it off, how they're going to do so, it doesn't stand up. So I then had to go and I don't think he made a dime from the sale of our house. Because it was in the sale agreement of our house and the divorce agreement that however much was left on these things, he then had to take from his proceeds to pay. He had to pay off multiple loans. He like, it was insane. And it we what just What did kept... he do with that money? I don't know. Do you think that's where, like he was using it to buy the things, like <coughs> the car Sorry. and the... I think part of it was this lifestyle that he wanted us to have. 
Um, which again, I have no idea why, because he didn't come for money. I didn't come for money. Yeah. Our friends were not people like that. I don't know. I think in his mind, like he always, his line, what we, and one of the reasons that he would use for us not having children was, um, that he had to build his empire. And I will never forget. I told one of my best friends this and she just went, Oh, that's going to look so sad on a lonely gravestone. Yeah. And I just went, Oh, like she'll yeah. just say these things sometimes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But that's what yeah. it was. He was so consumed with building this empire. And I'm like, what is it worth if there's nothing for you to come home to? Right. Like I wasn't enough and a family with me wasn't enough. And I'm like, no number of children that we have, which honestly, I'm so glad that I, even though I know that I want to be a parent, I'm so thankful that I didn't have children with him and that I don't have to co-parent with him and combat these ideals that he would have tried to instill. Um, But like he was so consumed with money and status. And so I definitely think part of it went to that. I think part of it went to, I'm assuming, the different affairs. Because if he was buying me these things, he was probably Mm -hmm. also buying whoever else. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I have all sorts of wild speculations but I truly don't know. And honestly, at this point, I don't care because right. he's paid them off and they're not in my name. So, um, like, you got a new house. Yeah. So, and again, all of this is happening during the school year. So, right. That's March, the best part. Um, close on my house, buy a house April, um, like, 22nd. So, almost little, like, almost a year now. Um, I'll be in this house so this month in like 21 days. So that days. means you were trying to buy a house, get a divorce, and teach children. During testing season. Yeah. Oh, and because not still lose your to, mind. Because we still had to do the milestones because yeah. the pandemic wasn't um, enough for us not to do state testing. Right. And then we did the state testing and they told us there were too many children out on quarantine so it no longer counts. It doesn't count. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So yeah, like... Trying to, like, because, again, I wasn't someone who went and wanted every, like, and I'm open with my kids. And my kids know, like, my kids knew when my ex, like, several years ago had cancer. They knew when he was going through that. Mm -hmm. They know, like, I tell them things. And I did eventually, like, towards the end of the year because my name changed. Like, I had no desire to keep his last name. Like, I made sure that was in my divorce divorce agreement that I was going back to my maiden name. Um, In fact, that's the first thing I asked them. Um, was to make sure that that was in there. But I told them, I said, guys, I need you to know that I'm not moving. I'm not, but when you show up next year, you're not going to see my name. Um, and, and we'll have a new name. And you could see them look at me and that you could see the wheels in their little middle school brains turning because they're like, well, she's already married. Um, and I said, so I'm getting like a divorce. And literally all of my kids were like, what did he do? Like my yeah. middle schoolers were ready to fight him. Um, <laughs> Like, there was never, and I think that was the funniest thing, is whenever I told anyone, it was always just like, what did he do? Like, or my other favorite, we never liked him. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? Mm. And again, like, most Because of them, you pretended that everything was perfect, and yeah. so you don't want to, no, you don't want to rock the, be the boat. You don't want to be the person yeah. to tell your friend that their husband's an ass. Yeah. But he absolutely was. <laughs> uh, like, oh, okay. Like... I'm just like, I'm so sorry y'all had to put up with him. I'm sorry I had to put up with him. Um, so how did you cope in the classroom? Like, that was my, like, that was my sanctuary. Was to the escape from even real life. in my marriage, work was my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Coaching was my sanctuary because I would go there and I was with people that I truly wanted to be around and who enjoyed being with me and right. who... Like, it was fun. And going to work was my sanity. And, like, that was, like, I would tell any of my children if they asked, like, they are the reason I made it through that year, mm-hmm. was going to work and seeing them. And as terrible as trying to teach in person in the middle of a pandemic was, had I been teaching from home, I don't know what I would have done. And, like, to all of those people who went through that, and who went through things like this and taught at home, I can't imagine. 
Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going through a divorce and sitting in the house all day long trying to do your job with the person that you are getting divorced from. Like I've heard all of these stories during the pandemic, like people who started the divorce process and then the pandemic hit and then they were literally quarantined Mm -hmm. with the person they were being divorced. Like I can't even imagine. So like school was absolutely my sanity. Um, Like it was, it was tough because there were days like literally, and my kids knew like, cause I told them, I said, guys, I'm buying a house. So sometimes my phone is going to ring and I'm going to have to answer it. And they were just like, okay. And then like, cause I teach the advanced classes and some of them were like, so what do you have to do? And I remember I just pulled up like a random website and showed them all the things you have to think about. And one of my kids just goes, well, I'm never going to have a house. <laughs> um, and it was just like one of those like same friend, same like, but you got a house. I did get a house, and, and I loved my house. Um, and I learned how to do all of the things in my house. Right. Um, because again, in my marriage, I was told very much how I couldn't do things, and it wasn't that I was like gaslighted, where I was like good at doing those things, and he was like, no, 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 I can do it better. It was that I started dating him at nineteen. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I wanted to be, but he was something that was in my thought safe which was again very wrong um pretty sure you can ask anyone at 19 what they thought and they'd be like yeah I was an idiot I was an idiot um but like in our marriage I was not allowed to do yard work I was not allowed to do finances um it was very much the 1950s gender norms gender roles like I cooked and I cleaned and but if I did even when I did the cleaning I was told that I didn't do the cleaning right and I wasn't good at it. He told me that I was a very messy person. He told me that I was a dirty person. Like, you've seen my house. Right. No, you're not messy at all. Like, And I never thought your house was, I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. One time he told me um, that the reason we didn't have children was because I was such a messy person that he couldn't imagine having children with someone like me um, because the house would be a disaster. So that's a fun thing when your yeah. husband tells you that he doesn't want to have children with you because you are a literal walking human disaster. So that's, that's fun. Um, but that was, that was my marriage and I was constantly told things like this and I realize now what a load of crap it was mm-hmm. and how much crap I put up with and for so long. And the idea that I thought that that was normal is insane. Like, I remember telling someone that I had no idea how unhappy I was until I didn't have to deal with it mm-hmm. anymore. When he, honestly, even before I moved to my new house, when he moved out, it was, like, completely different. I could do the things that brought me joy, and I could realize the things that brought me joy. And, like, it was so just... I don't know. It was like I was finally given the freedom to realize who I was and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to conform to what he wanted or what he thought was okay. And I could try things without being automatically told that I was going to fail because that's what it would be. Like, hey, I'll do some yard work. No, you won't do it right. Um, Hey, I'm going to, you know, go do this. No, it's not going to be correct. Hey, I want to help with the finances. No, you don't understand it. And, like, that's what I was always told. And he was, like, hiding things from you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Realize, you know, it's not that I wasn't good at money. Um, it was that had I done the finances, I'd have known and called him on all of his crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone is in this spot that you were in, you know, what would you tell them to do? Um, not to simply wait around and hope that it would get better. Because that was my thought. Mm-hmm. I was literally waiting and hoping what did you find Sadie what's been trying to find something it's quite funny there's all of her toys under the couch now her whole body is under the couch um did you get that toy you did you little monster and she's gonna squeak it right there in front of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but honestly to like I was so concerned with what my family would say with what Mm -hmm. people would say like oh she's getting a divorce you don't get divorced no one had that response. I was terrified to tell my grandmother. She was strict, hardcore Roman Catholic. Like, you don't get divorced. 
my grandma was like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. when I told my parents, I was terrified. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't have the money for a lawyer. I don't want him to know that I'm taking the money because I want to have everything. Like, I'm not even allowed to touch finances. My dad literally said, when do you need a check? Yeah. Like, there was no hesitation. And I think that's the biggest thing is, like, in my mind, I was so... Like, I was afraid of, well, this is already bad. What if getting out is worse? And I'm, like, I'm not saying that it was easy. Like, there were days where I laid in the middle of my floor and I cried. I remember moving out because I sold a lot of the furniture because there wasn't room in this house. Um, And because some of it was just ostentatious, Brobdenagian monstrosities um, that he picked out. God, his taste in furniture was, like... Let's go to the worst museum. Well, okay, so here's what, now listening to you talk about the Empire part, you were like, hey, come up to this room and help me pack. And I was like, what kind of bed is this? It was insane. It, it looked was like, like it came an from Empire. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yes, like, it was. And not just one bed was like that, but you had a couple. Yeah. And so I was like, and now listening to you talk about the Empire, I was like, he thought he was a king. Oh, he thought he was a king. Yeah. Like, so... I was waiting for the Iron Throne to somehow show up in my living room. <laughs> like, maybe you know. it was on its way. Yeah. I, but listening to you talk about that, I was like, oh, it makes sense. You know that part. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's just, She's found everything Listen, that makes noise. Christina keeps putting the toys under the couch that squeak. And Sadie worked really hard behind her back to get it out from under the couch. And because her legs are long, she can do that. She can literally reach all the way under the couch. Yeah. It's the big couch. Um, uh, so it was quite funny to watch her. Um, get a golden doodle. They're the best. They're fantastic. You'll <laughs> never sit still again. Uh, <laughs> so... Like, obviously, your life is much better now. Yes. You're teaching, you're coaching, you're you're the same teacher, but much happier. I'm so much happier. And I think it's honestly made me better at my job. Um, This past year, I've had to advocate for myself so much more than I ever did. Partially because I wasn't allowed to. And when I tried, I was told that I was wrong. Um, and, like, I've definitely become more of that at work. Like, advocating for my kids and advocating for my department. And, like, I'm not afraid for someone to tell me no now. And I'm also not afraid that if someone tells me no and I truly believe that it's what's in the best interest of my kids, that I'm going to go to bat for that. Because with my divorce like he could have told me no all day long and I would still fall for it um I think I realized what I was actually worth and I was worth so much more than being in a marriage to someone who didn't want to be Mm -hmm. with me um I was worth more than you know being in a marriage with someone who constantly came up with reasons to not be with me who had multiple affairs who lied to me who like the more I find found out and the more that things came to the surface, it was like it constantly just reinforced my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely questioned myself less this year because, const- I mean, I was constantly told how I was wrong and how I wasn't good at things and how I couldn't do things. Um, so moving into this house, like I loved the house. I loved the bones of the house. Um, but within like my price range I couldn't necessarily like you know I wanted the Joanna Gaines I don't have a Joanna Gaines <laughs> budget like I have the pre-Joanna Gaines right. budget like we bought this farmhouse and the back end fell off like that was you know but I was like you know what I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna turn it into what I love so I did and in the process I realized that owning a home is really expensive um, and that everything that can go wrong will go wrong and that redoing homes are really expensive. But if you do it yourself, it's a lot less expensive. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do things myself. So I started redoing my kitchen. And I was like, I'm going to replace the countertops. So 
um, they wanted to charge me $250 to take out the countertops. And I said, I can do that. <laughs> so I did. And they wanted to charge me $200 to disconnect the sink. And I said, I can do that. So I did. Um, and I just kept saying, I can do that. And did I maybe accidentally flood my kitchen when I tried to install the dishwasher because I didn't use plumber's putty? Yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, do I now know how to sweat a joint and replumb an entire bathroom? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and I did. And I think that has been, like, personally, one of the coolest things is realizing what I can actually mm-hmm. do. Um, so one of the things my ex... On your... Yes, um, on my own. Um, this one of my students in physics were talking about um, atoms and atoms versus molecules versus compounds. And one of my students who I taught last year and who I teach again this year, um, who is just a walking disaster whom I love to pieces, we were talking about the difference and she just went, you know, atoms. And atoms like you... It's by itself. It don't need no man. Um, I died. I died. <laughs> um, and then she proceeded to use this to explain um, the difference between an atom and a molecule is where you have atoms and they're the same. So that was when um, the atom decided that it then did want um, a friend so it got married. And then a molecule, you add something new. Um, so it had a baby. And then uh, we talked about a mixture and mixtures where you have different molecules and they're separated, and she said, "Yeah, and it didn't work out, so they got divorced." That child made a hundred on that yeah, test. Yeah, you were like, she "I have taught you well." Remembered, it was hysterical. She drew a picture. She was so proud of herself, but That's just hilarious. And she remind the other day. She looked at me. She went, "You remember when Carbon didn't need no man?" I said, "I do," <laughs> um, but like. We're, you know, getting ready for milestones and stuff. And she remembered it. And I was like, that's, that's fantastic. But yeah, no, I think that was the coolest part is doing all of these things um, that I was told that I didn't mm-hmm. know how to do and that I couldn't do and doing them. So I think I told you um, my guest bathroom was being weird. I had redone all the plumbing. I was like, I know I did it right. I swear I did it right. I still called somebody out because it, I'm on septic and you could smell something weird. Turns out that the previous homeowners hadn't sealed something off right. Um, and because I am who I am, I showed, like I had videos and pictures of everything that I did and I showed the plumber and like I explained it and I used like, you know, the plumbing words. Like I had to raise the flange and it didn't mm-hmm. have this. And he just went, she said flange. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what it, and he looks at these videos and he just goes, do you want a job? And I <laughs> laughed and I was like, no, I'm a teacher. And he went, no, I'm I'm serious. Like, do you want a job? And I was like, oh, um, no, I'm good. Yeah, that's hard work. Um, and he goes, how did you figure out how to do this? I said, I mean, I don't know. I just, like, researched it. And he went, what do you teach? I said, physics. And he went, okay. Like, he just didn't, he didn't even yeah. argue. It was just like, yes. Um, but I think that's part of why I'm so excited with what I'm teaching next year is I get to take all this stuff that mm-hmm. I realize now that I like doing. Um, I've learned how to do electrical. Um I may have called the fire department three times within the first month of, you know, living in my new house. I may have yeah, also gotten normal. a date out of mm-hmm. that. Um, I may have also been ghosted at 34 um, <laughs> by someone with a Confederate flag tattoo. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, he thanks. showed me the tattoo and then immediately said, but I'm not racist. And I was like, well, that okay. So <laughs> while I was ghosted, I wasn't planning on going out on another date with him anyway. So I feel like if you have to say you're not racist... Maybe yeah. maybe so there were some fun. steps before that that were missed. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your Instagram went from being like, hey, guys, here's how you do your hair, um, curly hair. <laughs> right. Um, here's how you do your nails. Like, like, look at this fitness thing I found. Hey, y'all, I just ripped out my plumbing. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, right? who is this person? Right. I mean, you like became a different person. It was really funny to watch. It's been really cool to watch. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely. But also, I was like, from oh, like, where are the curl videos? <laughs> look at this cookie that I made to, yeah, here's how. And honestly, mm. like that was my, like I don't really spend a ton of time on social media as much anymore. Other than, like, watching TikToks. You don't have time. No, no. I watch yeah. TikToks of people telling stories about their students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shop on Facebook Marketplace for all of the things. Um, to redo your house. To redo my house, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, 
but no, I think that's been, at least for me, like the most amazing part of this is truly seeing kind of who I am and get, cause like at 19, like that's when you figure out who you are and that's when you grow as a person. And I grew as a person with this other person who then stopped growing with me. And like I told him in this process, I said, look, I said, you I said, I woke up every day for 14 years and I chose you and you stopped choosing me a very long time ago. I said, so someone's going to choose me and now I'm going to be that person. And that's what it was. Like I got to finally be the person to choose me mm-hmm. and to say, I'm worth this and I'm, I know what I'm worth. And like during this as well, he told me one day, he said, you've become really mean. I said, no. I haven't. Um, I've stopped putting up with your crap. You learn to stand up for yourself. Yeah. I said, there's a difference yeah. in mean and boundaries. Right. And I'm not going to let you walk over me anymore. And I'm not going to let you say these things to me anymore and belittle me and make me feel less than I am. Like, and I mean, and he is, he's a VP in his company. He's like, he is used to people bowing down to him and mm-hmm. doing what he says like and that was basically what I was and when I stopped doing that he didn't like it and he still it was still he wanted that over me well it's going to be really hard for you to budget on your salary turns out it's not um it's like it's going to be really hard for you to stop buying things I bought things because he told me to spend money because I was unhappy like it's just I don't know it's you still buy things. You just buy them at a discounted rate off Facebook off Marketplace. Marketplace, and I budget. And, yeah, not and, and you don't buy designer things. You're I buying. don't because I don't cute things. Yeah, I buy <laughs> the things that I like, mm-hmm. and I like old vintage things, and I like wrought iron and milk glass and golden doodles. I don't need to buy another one of those. No, don't do that. This one's finally but asleep. Um, but I don't know. It's just. I feel like I'm finally allowed to be myself. Yeah. And it's weird to kind of figure out who you are at 33 and 34. Um, And I don't know, but at the same time, it's fun because figuring out who you are at 19, you have no money. Um, Right. It's definitely (laughs) more fun to figure out who you are when you can, you know, have a house. And afford it and... (laughs) But so, um, one of the things that I ask everybody, if you had to give like one accessory or strategy or tip or whatever, um, what would you share? Like I have a teacher bag that I just love and I don't want to know what the old Christina would want to share. I want the new Christina. What would she tell people? Like you just have to have this um you have to have something outside of work like because I didn't have that I had a broken marriage that I hid from people and I had work and that's who I was Mm -hmm. and I mean I still very much am like I am a teacher I am a coach I am these things but when I leave work I now have something else that I get to go and love. And, like, I love my home. I love Mm -hmm. my dogs. And you need a person that isn't a spouse. You need your person because this job is so incredibly hard. And that person might not be a person that you work with. And that's hard, especially within, like, depending on your role there are people that you know you can vent to and there are people that you can't vent to and within the building it can be hard and you have to have a person and honestly without my friends and my people I would not have survived this year and like honestly I think part of the reason too that I looped up from 7th to 8th grade is because a lot of my kids were my people Mm -hmm. but you have to have something outside of that like you have to have something that is yours and something that is a way for you to 
just have that joy outside of the classroom because there are going to be days at work where it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and it's really, really hard. And you look at your person and you say, I don't know if I can go back. (laughs) And these past three years with the pandemic, there have been a Mm -hmm. lot more of the, I don't know if I can go back. Like I miss the month where teachers were like really valued. Like that March, 2020, where they were like, the teachers are saints and we should honor them. And they are wonderful. Give them all the money. Give them all the money and all the wine. And we were like, yes, give us all of those things. And then now it's like, why is my child failing and what have you done and why Mm -hmm. is like we had a parent this year ask us um what we were doing to help make sure their child was not late to class and we were like tell them to get to class (laughs) we don't we don't we can't carry them like yeah they were like why is he so tardy all the time we're like i don't know ask him like we tell like we cannot physically push your child down the hallway like that's where we are now Mm -hmm. um i would like to go back to the let us love the teachers um but, like, yeah, this job is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And if you also have to go home and that's it. Like, again, I can't imagine people who go through divorce who are teachers and have children. Like, I had the dog. And she is a monster all mm-hmm. by herself. But, like, to go home and and have to still keep it together in front of your kids. Because I did. I would keep it together at work. And there are days where I cried the entire drive to work. Put on mascara when I got in the parking lot and walked into that building, and I was like, "Okay, let's turn do it this. off." Yeah, and like now, like I can come home, and on days where I'm exhausted, and or days that were hard, or days that I feel like I can't, I know that I can come into this house and I can sit and I can cry, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And in my marriage, I was not allowed to have emotions, and I was not allowed to have bad days because his days were always worse, or his days were always harder. Yeah, and you have to have something outside of it. And you have to True. have your people. Like, that's what I, I would like say. This. I know that's yeah. not, like, I don't know. Like, you were thinking go. outside of the box. I, I like it. Look at me. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your story. Um, Absolutely. Twice. Right? This one was more exciting than the first. Um, I don't know if the sound oh. quality will be any better. I'm not sure if, you know, a golden doodle sitting on the phone is any better than it sounded like we were far, far away. But we tried. We tried. We tried. (laughs) We we made no promises. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.